Welcome to Highland Herald, a podcast where two Final Fantasy-obsessed brothers discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloists, Brothers of Light. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 78 of Highwind Herald. I am Wolfkins, and I am flying by myself this week. It has been a crazy week for Soloist, and he was not able to join me this week. But that's okay, because we still got some uh, stuff to talk about. And he will be back next week for our Highwind Hangout. So, you know, he's still around. Just a really busy week, so... Let's just jump right into it. This one will likely be a little shorter, just like all the times that we're kind of flying solo. So, uh, you know, it's just not as much fun to talk to myself, but I did have some things I really, really wanted to talk about with you today. And as you probably guessed, it's all centered around Final Fantasy XIV, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but we had a rather massive patch come out this week. So August 23rd marked the release of patch 6.2 for Final Fantasy XIV. Now, I know that if you're not really into Final Fantasy XIV, this probably isn't the episode for you, but again, it'll probably be short. So (laughs) if you want to just bounce out, we'll see you next week. But if you are into Final Fantasy XIV, and I really think you should be because it's It's probably the best Final Fantasy has to offer right now, in my opinion. And this patch was huge. Now, my original intention for this solo episode was to kind of go through the patch notes, and I'm going to do that a little bit, but these notes are huge. We would be here for hours if I broke down every single thing. So what I'm going to do is I will put the link to the patch notes. If you haven't seen them, I'll put those in this description of, you know, the, um, the show notes. And I'll hit my highlights, and you know, some of them we talked about last week when we were looking forward to the patch, but the official patch notes are out now, and I have had a little bit of hands-on with it, uh, but we'll get to that in just a minute. So, yeah, <laughs> let's just let's just start going through these. Uh, if you look at the patch notes, they've broken it down into six different sections. Playable content, battle system, item system, resolved issues, and known issues. Uh, the vast majority of this is listed in playable content because there has been so much that's been added. Like with every other major patch, uh, this patch does continue the MSQ. So every time we continue the MSQ, we also get new dungeons. And every time we get new dungeons, we have a cycle of the expert roulette. So as of right now, I can't do expert roulette because I haven't touched MSQ. Now, we did a poll on Twitter And it's still ongoing, and it probably will be over by the time this airs. But I had asked, you know, what is the first thing that you're going to do when 6.2 drops? And last time I checked, MSQ was overwhelmingly winning. So I think that, you know, that's always a huge driver for these patches. Not for me, though. (laughs) I have not touched MSQ one bit because Island Sanctuaries also came out in 6.2. I will talk about those in a minute because I have way too much to say about those. (laughs) So let's just keep going through this for just a second. We've got new MSQ. We also have the new uh, raid tier, the next Pandemonium. So we have some more raids going on there. If you haven't checked out what the the gear sets look like, by the way, this time, they are really cool. So I might actually have to do a little more raiding and kind of keep up with my gear more than I typically do 
Although the amount of casual content that they put into this patch is making that really hard for me to do. So we'll see if I can actually do that. There's also been more side quests added. Tataru's Grand Endeavor has uh, more quests coming out. So there's that. Beast Tribe Quest category has been renamed to Tribal Quests. Uh, and adjustments are being made to those through various texts in the game. Uh, just little adjustments like that. And like I said, I'm not going to go through every single point because we would be here for hours and hours and hours. But let's talk about some of the big stuff. And by big stuff, I, of course, mean island getaways. So I know raids, great. MSQ, great. This has been the content I've been looking the most forward to. And I will, I will tell you right now, it has not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. So it does two things for me. It provides me with that kind of casual content that I like because Final Fantasy XIV is my relax game. It's the game I like to log into if I've had a long day and just kind of chill. And dungeons, raids, that doesn't always help relax me, you know, because you're focused. You're doing, you know, you're, you're focused on your goal, your rotation, trying not to die. So it's fun, but it's not always that chill kind of vibe that I'm looking for. Up until recently, kind of the Gold Saucer was offering that to me, but then I bought everything that I needed at the Gold Saucer, so now it's just kind of doing stuff and getting MGP, but having nothing really to do with it. And I have also been trying to get a house for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks since they put in the lottery system, and I just can't. Because that would also be, you know, some casual content designing the house and stuff like that. So what Island Sanctuaries has done is it's kind of taken all of those things I was looking for and put them together. It, it provides me with some casual content, some stuff that I can hop in and just have like some nice relaxing play. Uh, it's actually got things that I can keep working on, so I feel like I'm being productive and relaxing. And... It's kind of an instant zone that allows me to have my own little piece of Eorzea that I can invite my friends over to. Now, there is a limit to 15 additional people on your island. Uh, so, you know, no major blowout parties, but that's still a decent amount of people that you can have over. So keep an, keep an eye out on our Twitter because I might be having a beach party. Uh, it'll be, of course, limited because there's not that many people, but that might be something we do in the near future once I get my island presentable. But so far, I, I got to say, it's, it's been a lot of fun and everything I really could have hoped for out of this content. And, you know, the jokes have been made about Animal Crossing and that they're not really that far off because a lot of the, a lot of the gameplay is centered around the same. You, you're gathering materials, you're building things, uh, you're leveling up your island, you're using that to expand your island. One thing that I think it really does nice, though, is it, there's, you know, there's creatures around the island, but they're not hostile enemies. But you can create these different nets and tools to catch them and bring them back to your to your island sanctuary, your little getaway. And you can raise them, you can feed them, you can interact with them. And it's just fun. I mean, it's just really, really fun. And I know this isn't going to be for everybody. And maybe some of the hardcore raiders out there just think this is a total waste of time. But if, if you're just one of those players that just loves being in Final Fantasy XIV, chatting with your Link shell, having something on in the background, just, you know, chilling in the world. This is perfect, perfect content. It is, I, I couldn't have asked for anything more. I do hope that they continue to support it 
with additional exp- expansions and stuff like that uh, to where, you know, you can just keep doing this if you wanted to because I'm having a really, really good time. <laughs> so my intention yesterday on patch day, because I'm recording this on a Wednesday, was to get in and try a little bit of everything. Do a little Island Sanctuary, do a little PvP because the Rival Wings is back and I have never done a Rival Wings. So, you know, that was what I wanted to do. Maybe do an MSQ or two. I spent every minute in that game playing Island Sanctuary. I just couldn't get away. I did manage to do my daily frontline, but that was about it. Um, and and in, in my defense, I queued for Rival Wings, but it had over a half an hour wait time, and I just it just never popped. But it's just it's it's kind of addictive and relaxing, and it's just it's great. So if you haven't even, you know, thought about it, go ahead and and try. Although I will say a lot of people have because I actually got an error that said due to server load, they couldn't take me to my island. And I was like, what? This is a bunch of crap. Finally got in, though. But yeah, that was during peak hours and just so many people were trying to go. it, It literally couldn't take me to my own island. So, you know, I hope that we're not seeing a resurgence of the server congestions that we had earlier in the year because those were absolutely awful. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be that bad, I hope. So, because I, I was able to get in after about five minutes. So, you know, but that was also after waiting in a queue to get in. So, you know, but it's nice to see Final Fantasy XIV still being so popular that I still have to wait in short queues. You know, it's much better than the alternative with, you know, servers being you know dead that would be awful <laughs> so uh but so you know moving into the pvp side of things like i mentioned we do have rival wings is back now so if that's a mode that you're interested in good luck getting into it i do imagine the queues will come back down what i what i think is happening right now is that a lot of people are doing msq or they are playing on their island sanctuary checking out a bunch of this new stuff so I do expect the queues to come back down. The queues for Crystalline Conflict were still low, so that's good because we do have a new season starting, season three. And with this season, we had a reset of the rewards. So there are new rewards that we can get. Um, the Malmstones have reset so that we can start building towards, I believe, the the ultimate prize is a mount this time. So I got to get back into PvP. My bard needs to be dusted off uh, and so I can get back in there and raise those levels. But so that that is something that is back. So PvP, I still feel, is in a very, very strong point uh, for Final Fantasy right now. And I, I know that some people might have issues with the simplification of it here in, in recent times. But for me, I think PvP is is solid. It's It's really in a good place, and I'm still having a lot of fun with it. So... At the moment, apart from Island Sanctuaries, it's probably my number one uh, source of gameplay. Just because um, I don't know, I just I'm having I'm having a really good time in there, and I cannot wait to try out the Rival Wings because it looks like a fun mode. And if I can still get, you know, credit towards my season, the Malmstones with it, then I think that'll be awesome because that'll give me even more variety in what I'm doing day to day instead of just grinding out Crystalline Conflict. Even though Crystalline Conflict is super fun. (laughs) So apart from all that, there have been multiple adjustments to various jobs. So doing a quick scan, this doesn't affect me too much, thankfully, because Red Mage wasn't touched, and it doesn't look like Bard was touched either. 
Uh, Dragoon did have an adjustment in that, you know, they will no longer replace jump and high jump with mirage dive anymore. So that you'll actually have to put that on your bar as a separate button. So I don't know how I feel about that because I love when something just turns into another button because it makes it easier for me to do my hot bars. I use the crossbar because I play exclusively with the controller. So the less things I have to put down there, the better. So we'll we'll have to see how that plays out. I don't play my Dragoon at 90 that much. Uh, it goes Red Mage, Bard, and then Dragoon if I'm bored. <laughs> so uh, it, it doesn't really affect me, but it, it might affect some Dragoon mains out there. But yeah, it looks like we had adjustments to Paladin, Warrior, Dark Knight, Gunbreaker, Dragoon, Samurai, Reaper, Machinist, White Mage, Scholar, Astrologian, and Sage. So if, if you play one of those classes, it's probably worth checking out the patch notes just to see what happened to your class. Um, it, it doesn't look like major, major adjustments, except for maybe Machinist and Gunbreaker had quite a few adjustments to them. So it's worth checking those out for sure. Like I mentioned before, we will be getting new, uh, well, actually we have, we just have to get to them, uh, dungeons, trials. The trial, even in the patch notes, is still kept secret. They like to do that because, you know, they don't like spoilers. But they, they still give you the dungeon, so I still think that's a little bit of a spoiler. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the thought process is there. We also, you know, as I mentioned before, with the new gear sets, we have adjustments made to the Allegan Tomestones. So now, astronomy, uh, those are obtainable and exchangeable, but the weekly cap of 450 has been removed, but the maximum inventory limit of 2,000 still applies. This happened because, of course, we've got a new Tomestone to deal with, so it's what happens every time the current Tomestone that, that was getting you for lack of a better word, best-in-slot gear from Tomestones anyway, falls down one, caps removed, and then we have another one to gather. So I think the biggest change, though, to max level play is going to be with the uh, duty roulette. You know, when I say change, I mean from what we're used to. Uh, the expert roulette is changing. So before we had the Dead Ends, Smalton, Stigma Dreamscape, and Alzadol's Legacy. Now... After this patch, we just are going to have Azadal's Legacy and the Fell Court of Troya, which is the new dungeon that they're adding with this one. Uh, we're also adjusting the minimum item level from 560, or the average item level from 560 to 575. So I don't necessarily like this change. I was kind of hoping only the dead ends would drop off because I kind of liked having a broader spectrum of dungeons to run with the Expert Roulette. But uh, this is how it is. Uh, it's still the best way to get your tombstones, 90 per run, so it's still the best way. And possibly with only two dungeons, it'll be easier to have all of the mechanics memorized. But I did kind of like the era when we had four. I mean, it was just nice to have a little bit more just diversity in that, even though I hated getting the dead ends <laughs> every time. So Azadol's Legacy, that's a good dungeon. I do really like that one, so we'll see how the Fell Court of Troria goes. Those dungeons, however, that fell off the Expert Roulette are going to make their way into the level 90 dungeons, or going into the uh, Duty Roulette. So, Aglia, Aglaya, I never know how to say that, Aglaya, it, anyway, the Alliance Raid. <laughs> that has now been added to the Alliance Raid's Duty Roulette, so um, that's now a part of the Roulette as we're getting ready to, you know, have another um, Alliance Raid in the nearer future. And then there's a bunch of different, they've got 
just lists of what's going to happen with your tombstones and all of that stuff. So it's exactly what you'd expect uh, with the roll down of the tombstones. The new one's going to be the one that gives you the small amount. And the previous one, you'll get a larger amount now. So if you were behind on capping off your aphorism gear, or if you have another job, which I need to finish filling out my Dragoon and my Bard, this will be the time to do it because those are just going to be coming a lot, a lot easier. So, but yeah, just kind of going through this, uh, the rest of this really gets into some specific PVP changes, showing off some of the gear, some of the rewards. Not as easy for me to really talk about. So again, if you're interested, I would definitely go out and take a look at these yourself. Um, they also had different system and, and resolved issues. Again, these are usually small bug fixes that I'm not going to go through. But if you're interested in that kind of thing, it's worth kind of checking out. So, but yeah, this patch has blown me away. Like, I knew it was going to be a big patch because the, the like, point one, point two, you know, not the mid-tier patches. Those are always big. Whenever we get new MSQ, whenever we get a new raid tier, it's always really big patches. But the inclusion of Island Sanctuary, the inclusion of just all the new stuff that they're adding, it's just been, uh, it's been great. I have really, really enjoyed the one thing I've done so far. And as of right now, the patch has only been out like a day. So at the time of this recording. So by the time this episode actually comes out, I will have hopefully done a little bit more than just the Island Sanctuary, but we'll have to see. I'll give you an update on that next week. Um, I will say, if you are into casual content and you finished Endwalker, then it's it's worth doing Island Sanctuary, at least checking it out. Uh, it doesn't have any class or role restrictions. Uh, it's a level one quest that you can pick up, but you do have to complete the Endwalker scenario first. Um, and I guess it's it doesn't really need to be, because, like I said, there's there's really no reason you have to have any job leveled. Very, very loose story reasons for it to be after Endwalker. But uh, it's definitely a reward for you if you finish the main scenario. So, But I think that's going to be it for me. Um, you know, without Soloist here, it's kind of just me rambling at you. Uh, and I apologize for that. But hopefully it's been at least informative or entertaining. We will both be back next week. Uh, we will be doing our Highwind Hangout. We are going to be doing a little bit of 14 on there too because what I didn't mention was the introduction of those variant dungeons. We're going to try that out, and I might even have Solus try to visit my island, and we'll check out how that works, visiting someone else's island. So keep an eye out for that on our YouTube channel. That'll be coming out, and then you know every Friday you'll have episodes going forward. So we do have some fun stuff in September. We are going to Distant Worlds in Chicago, so we'll be doing an episode kind of reviewing the concert the following week. And if you happen to be there, give us a, you know, look us up, reach out to us on Twitter. We will be wearing Highwind Hangout shirts made by my amazing wife. So you will be able to, to pick us out. If you listen to the show, if you, you know, see that, just come up and say hi. We'll definitely be interested in meeting listeners of the show. So, but with that, thank you for listening and we will see you next week. 